Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guest will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones, and I am so glad that you are all here today. I hope that you are having a wonderful Wednesday so far. Last week, our topic was when mom is the problem, and I know that that was a tough one. I got a lot of messages on that and a few that actually used the same phrase of eye-opening, and that's why I wanted to do the episode because I thought, You know, I think to this day, a lot of people still believe moms are not the problem, that it's always the dads or, you know, whatever. It's just your normal everyday stuff. But I'm glad that this episode was eye opening. And I really hope that for some of you, it gave you the courage to deal with your situation with your mother, maybe in a way that you hadn't before. And of course, ironically, it was also Mother's Day. So I hope that everybody had a wonderful Mother's Day, whether you are a mom or not. I hope you had a great day. So this week, our topic is mistakes that we make in love. A couple of weeks ago, I did an episode about finding and keeping your soulmate. And there were so many episodes, so many messages from that episode about love in general and from people who think that they have found their soulmate, but are dealing with like common relationship issues that make them doubt that they're actually with their soulmate Love is really one of the top things that I deal with when it comes to my psychic readings. So I do enjoy talking about it. I didn't at first when I got my my psychic abilities, but I do now. I, I feel like relationships are really the most difficult thing. Like we have our careers, we have our friendships, we have, you know, our parents and stuff. But when it comes to the person that we end up spending so much of our lives with, it ends up being our partner. And sometimes we make bad decisions when it comes to who to choose to spend that kind of time with. So for me, I I have actually let the universe kind of be my guide in this area over the last, I don't know, I would say 15 years I never expected for it to do for me what it has in this department. Uh, Most of it did not come, was not such an eye-opener until after my spiritual awakening. But once I started really seeing what was going on and how the universe wants us to live our lives and getting these tips from my mother on the other side and, and other relatives about how to make my life happier, how to make my husband's life happier, how to make our relationship better, I feel like the universe did for us what years and years and years of marriage counseling probably wouldn't even do. And you know what? We really didn't even need the like marriage counseling, so to speak. Like our relationship was good. It, it definitely wasn't bad, but there were a lot of areas that we didn't understand each other or that they were not comfortable and the universe helped us to make them better. And it's helped me too to work on myself in this area. Um, 
So that's kind of what this episode is about today. It's about the different things that the universe has taught me about love, not just in my own relationships, but when it comes to other people and their relationships and what we're supposed to be doing here. So there's no like rule book, obviously, as to how life is supposed to go while we're here on earth. We have our soul contracts and all of that where we, you know, kind of set out what we're supposed to do. But there's no guidebook telling us you know, when, when it goes bad with this person in this way to move on, or when it happens, something like this happens to do this, you know, there's no instructions. We have to kind of go with how we feel. And a lot of times when it comes to love, we're so desperate to be loved that we will put up with just about anything. And the universe does not want us to do that. It does not want us to be unhappy, but it also wants us to be in our relationships the way that is comforting and loving for both people in the relationship. So there's a balance here. Everything is balanced. And and when it comes down to this too, with the relationships, they're very confusing and they're never perfect. And so it's so hard to tell like when you're in the right relationship or when you're not, or when you're doing something wrong or your partner's doing something wrong. It's really hard to kind of figure these things out a lot of the time. So that's what this episode is about. Um, I just want to really get in deep to some things that might even be uncomfortable to talk about, but I think that for relationship purposes, they are very necessary. Um, so first of all, one of the things that I've done in my life, and I know that not everybody can do this because not everybody's psychic, but when my husband and I have an argument or when I'm feeling maybe less than a hundred percent in the relationship, I look within myself and this is really one of the biggest things that they want us to do is when anything like this happens, they want us to sit with it and to say, what is actually going on here? Because depending on our damage from childhood and from other relationships that we may have been in, sometimes we have a tendency to overreact or jump to conclusions or not see that we're doing something that we're doing. And so the universe has taught me to slow down. It has taught me that when I might be feeling anxious or, you know, having an argument with my husband, that it's okay to take a pause, to take a break, to say, I need some time to process this, to figure this out, to understand what it is that I'm feeling. Because a lot of times you don't have that. You're, you get into an argument and you're trying to process your feelings while you're in the middle of an argument. But how do you do that? When you're trying to explain how you feel and the other person's trying to explain how they feel, how can you possibly like really understand how you're feeling. So the universe has taught me to take that break. And that's the one of the most important things. And that's why I'm pointing it out first is that in any situation where you feel any of these other things we're going to talk about today, it is always good to take a break, to just sit back and say, I'm going to take a few minutes because there's no rush when it comes to love. That's something else that we have a tendency to do is we want to rush things. Love feels really good at first. Usually there's that honeymoon phase. And we talked about that in the, in the soulmate episode, there's that honeymoon phase. And a lot of times we have tendencies to make decisions during that honeymoon phase, or we're so absorbed in it that by the time that it goes away, we don't want to see what's really going on. And we need to, we need to look at what's really going on with ourselves and with the other person. So being honest with yourself about where your issues are 
And looking for realistic solutions to problems is one of the top things that the universe has taught me. It's taught me that if you love somebody and you want to be with them and this is the right relationship, that you will also look within yourself and you will try and fix the things within yourself that make your relationship um, not what, you know, what you'd like it to be. Also, we have a tendency of staying with someone that we don't think because we don't think we'll find somebody else or we don't think we'll find somebody better. We have a tendency to settle. We're not supposed to settle in love. We're supposed to find someone that makes us feel good about ourselves, that makes us happy, that we can make happy, that it's a give and take. And of course, again, relationships are never perfect and you have bad days and all of that. But if you're just staying in a relationship because you're afraid of what might come next, that's not what the universe wants us to do. I was married before. I was with my ex-husband for, I think, like 16 years total we were together. And, you know, there wasn't anything necessarily horrible about the relationship. He wasn't abusive to me, but we were like we were like roommates towards the end and there was no passion and there was no I, I don't know how, how to put it there was no common goals I guess that we had I wanted to do my thing and he wanted to do his thing and we didn't have anything on the same level that you know we were working towards and I was just unhappy with this in my life I just felt like I really need something else. I need somebody that's going to give me a kind of love that I've never experienced before. My ex-husband was not affectionate with me. It was it was a very strange kind of relationship. Looking back at it now, I thought that it was normal, but like we slept in the same bed, in a queen-size bed, but we had different blankets and slept with a body, body pillow between us. We never cuddled. We never, there was nothing, anything like affection like that. Uh, these were all things that I felt like I was missing in a relationship. I wanted somebody to be to be in love with, not just to have as a roommate. But again, there was nothing like majorly, majorly wrong in the relationship. We were just two different people. So a lot of people might have looked at, well, why are you going to get a divorce then? Why don't you just go to marriage counseling? Well, we did. We did go to marriage counseling. And I tried to express the way that I felt. And, you know, I at the time... I have to be honest, I was done already. And so it wasn't even worth the time. But I wasn't at that time in my life also willing to see what I was doing wrong. I just wanted to look at what he was doing wrong. So now when I look back on the relationship, I look at the big picture of things. I look at the fact that not only was he not to me, he wasn't to me what I needed. I wasn't to him what he needed. And so you can see that on both sides, there were issues. And so we both have moved on. He's remarried. I'm remarried. And I really hope that in his marriage, he's happy now that he's found what he needed to find when, which wasn't me. And, you know, when we divorced, he didn't want the divorce and he thought that what he wanted was me, but we, this is what we do, especially when it comes to rejection. If we feel like somebody doesn't want to be with us, we have a tendency to chase after them. I've done it. I've done it many times. Uh, there's something psychological that happens there when somebody tells you I'm done. And if you're not done, 
then it can trigger you to really not be done, to really try and save something that's not meant to be saved. And that was kind of how I feel that my ex-husband was going with this, where I was seeing this isn't worth saving. Like we both need something else. It wasn't just about me. I also realized that he needed something different too, because we just had nothing really in common and we both deserve to have somebody better for us. And that's what the universe did for us. But it was a very, very uncomfortable transition and situation. And if I would have expected that there wasn't going to be any heartache and pain, I never would have moved on from it. I spent probably the first year every day crying, not because I was losing the relationship, but because I felt like, is this the right thing to do? And I felt the universe pushing me in this direction, which I know that a lot of people that are that have had similar situations have too. You have felt the universe trying to push you out, but you're scared. And of course you are, because this is what you know. This is especially when you're with somebody long term, this is what you know. Like I was like, how am I gonna survive financially? How is anything gonna work out? But one thing that the universe loves is when we take risks and when we put ourselves in a situation and say, I want to better my life and I've tried everything that I can in the situation I'm in to better it and it's not working. So I'm taking another step to better myself. The universe loves that. And although it can't necessarily put you directly into the next good situation that you're supposed to be in, it will. There will usually be pain and heartache and it's normal and it's a part of this life and we don't want to feel that. And I think that's another reason why we hang on to somebody is that we don't want to feel those feelings and those emotions. They suck. Uh, heartache, heartbreak, having your heart broken is to me just as worse, just as bad as grief when somebody passes away. It sucks. It can even be worse depending on the loss itself. But it's one of those things that makes us kind of even crazy in our own heads, especially if we don't want it. And so it keeps us from making moves in a different direction because we're afraid of actually feeling all of those feelings. So we have a tendency to stay in these relationships that aren't necessarily meant for us and do a lot of things like justify that, you know, why we're staying. Um, I don't deserve better, especially when it comes to like being an abusive situation. I hear this a lot. I must have done something to cause this situation. I, I must, you know, be paying off karma or whatever. There's no reason to ever be in an abusive situation. And I know that's probably easier said than done. Um, that's easy for me to say because I'm not in an abusive situation. And I understand that you can't just walk away from something. You know, there, there has to be um, a process that comes with this. But if you are currently in a situation where you are being abused, whether it's physical or emotional or in any way in a relationship, that is not what the universe wants for us. And the universe puts these relationships in our path to see what we're going to do. It's it's all about the, the soul contract, our higher selves, whatever lessons we're supposed to learn. So if you're supposed to learn in this life that you're not supposed to tolerate an abusive relationship for whatever reason, then that is something that you will face. I dated somebody that turned abusive. He was, he was going that direction. Um, we got into a fight one day and I locked the door. That was my my way of dealing with things is I need some space for a minute. So don't come in here. I locked my bedroom door and he proceeded to punch his way through the door. 
and came at me like he was going to hit me. And it was from that moment on that I thought this relationship is not for me because if it was, he would not be treating me that way. And I knew that if I were to stay in that relationship, the abuse would get worse and it would most likely end up becoming physical. There were just so many symptoms of that. But I was terrified because I had just gone through a divorce. I'm thinking I'm going to be alone forever if I let this relationship go to, you know, there, there are so many different things that go through your head. But I knew that I was not meant to suffer abuse. Nobody is. I suffered enough abuse as a child. So the universe puts these things in front of us to see what we're going to do with them. And it took me a few months to actually make the decision to leave this relationship, but it was the best thing that I ever did. And it showed the universe that I was strong and that I was able to understand what I needed in a relationship. And so then it brought me the right person. It still took some time. These things all take time. We want to rush them. We want, we want to be in that beautiful relationship right now. But if you're learning things, if the, if the universe is trying to teach you things through relationships, then it's absolutely not going to progress in the time frame that you want it to, but it will. It absolutely will. You will find somebody that's meant for you if you trust and have faith in the universe that it's going to bring you who you need and what you need at the right time and that you don't have the control over that and and that we're not supposed to. We're supposed to learn the lessons and do what feels good, do what feels right and live a happy life. And when we do that, the universe brings us what's meant for us. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some mistakes that we make in relationships, um, things that, you know, I think we all have certain things that we do in relationships that we don't even realize that we're doing. So those are the things we're going to talk about. And if anybody would like to call in and talk about their situation, please feel free to. You can call 888-346-9141 and talk to me and be on the show. And I would love to hear from you. So let's go ahead and take our break, everyone. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guest will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. 
Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, we are talking about mistakes we make in love, and I think we've all made them. If you've been in a relationship, there is no doubt that you have made some mistakes. We all have. One of the things that I've talked about and is that the universe kind of forced me to look at myself when it came to relationships. I had to make changes, and they were very uncomfortable changes for me. And when we make uncomfortable changes, the universe loves it because it loves to see us growing. And so the things that we're going to talk about now are a lot about that, about things that we do in relationships that the universe would love for us to look at when we do and say, why do I do that? And try and fix it. And this can happen on either side of the relationship. So one thing to take into consideration here is that if I talk about something and you're like, well, I don't do that, but my spouse does then there's other things that need to happen here. And that's the communication part. And we'll talk more about that in the last part. But communication is really important in being able to, you know, say how you feel and address situations. So some of the things that the universe has pointed out to me, mistakes that I have made that I know other people make as well. Living in the past or in past relationships. So let's say, for example, that you dated somebody or, you know, married somebody or whatever that cheated on you. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that the person that you're with now is going to do that. Um, That is unrealistic. And you're basically holding your past against somebody else. A lot of times we will actually um, be in a relationship with somebody that's had similar experiences. And so that does allow us to heal. So looking for those things as well. Uh, if you do have past experiences in your relationships that are similar, you can find a lot of healing in that. And that opens up a whole different thing. And that is being able to talk about absolutely anything in your relationships. So this is the person that you've decided that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And they're the person that will know you better than anybody, or that's the way it should be, at least. This person should know pretty much everything about you. Obviously, it takes time to get there. But if you're holding things inside or there's things that you can't talk about, there's rules that have been put down on a relationship where you're not allowed to talk about your exes, for example. Very unhealthy. And I went through that myself. My first husband was not like that. Thankfully, we could talk about anything like that in past relationships. But the next serious relationship that I had, he was. And it was really bad. It was like, I couldn't tell stories about things that we had, that me and my ex-husband had experienced together. I couldn't have pictures. Like I still have pictures of us. I have our, our wedding video. Most of the people in the wedding video have passed away. And I don't want to throw that video away because it's special to me because of all the people that are on it. 
my husband understands that. But this other person that I dated absolutely would not have and probably would have made me destroy the videotape in front of him. Uh, you have a past. We all have a past. We learn in our relationships and we grow. And it's not logical to hold that against somebody that they've had other relationships besides you. It's like, what did you expect them to do? And I see this in my readings too. What did you expect this person to do? They're 40 years old and you're just meeting them, but they're never, they weren't supposed to have a relationship before you because they were somehow supposed to know that you were going to come along. Makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. So we realize that this person has other relationships before us. They've had sex with other people before. Oh my God, imagine that one. Like, what is the problem? My husband and I were actually talking about this the other day because we talk about all of it. And he said, I actually like hearing these stories because it helps me. It helps me to know, you know, what you've been through. It helps me to know what you like, what you don't like. It's all about communication. It's not about sitting there and you're not going, oh, I love my ex so much. It's just, you know, all that. No, no, no. You're just talking about things. But some people don't want to do that. They don't want to hear about it. This is very toxic. It's very, very important to feel like you can talk about whatever it is in your relationships. Uh, the, I know that sometimes this is a it's a touchy situation, especially if they're talking positive about them. But the thing is, is that if they wanted to be with that person, they probably wouldn't be with you. We had a situation. This is another really good example of things that people do. So um, we went to a wedding a few weeks ago. It was for one of my husband's best friends and my husband was going to be in the wedding. And so a few weeks before his best friend called and they were talking about the wedding and Danny ac accidentally called me Angela, which is his ex-wife's name. He was talking to his friend and he, he started going and he said, Angela. And I heard his friend from the other side of the room on the phone go, oh, oh, and go, dude, it's okay. If you need to call me back, I'll let you go. But the thing is, is these things don't bother me. They don't bother me for a lot of reasons. First of all, I know that he does not want to be with his ex-wife. I know that he's not calling me his ex-wife's name because he loves her and wants to be with her or I remind him of her or anything like that. There's something that happens and I can't explain it. But when you're with somebody for long enough, it becomes implanted in your head. And I would be lying if I said I didn't do it too, that I will have phone conversations or like be texting or whatever. And, and all of a sudden say, you know, Eric and I are going to, and I'm like, Eric, you haven't been with him in like 13 years, like, <laughs> you know, but the brain, it, it does what it wants. And it, it's so used to those old memories. And th that's a different area than, you know, the, our, their short-term memories. It happens. If we freak out on our partner when they do something like that, what good is that going to do us? It's, it doesn't. It hurts the relationship more, especially if they really didn't mean to do it. And, you know, if you're having an argument and, of course, you, you know, your spouse calls you, you know, by your your their ex-spouse's name or whatever, that might be a put down. You know, they might be trying to put you down or whatever. But in this kind of case, it's not a put down. There was nothing negative against me. So why would I have reacted like that? But it's sad because a lot of people do. Um, we have to change these thoughts in our head. We have to look at the situation logically. And of course, every situation is different. So there might be some people that, you know, they are insecure because their ex may still maybe have feelings for or their their spouse might have feelings for an ex or they think they do or whatever. But you have to look at it logically. That's the past. 
This is the now. And try and focus on that. If you live in the past, you're just going to keep bringing those things in and you're not going to have the healthy relationship that you want to have. Something else that we do that's toxic is we look at our exes and want to have the positives that we had with our exes and try and bring that into a new relationship. And then when like the new person can't hold up to those expectations, we get upset. But these are two completely different people and they put in your life for different reasons, to tr- to teach you different lessons, to experience different things with you. They're not supposed to be the same type of person. My husband now is so completely different than my first husband. And I appreciate that so much because we're allowed to have more experiences together that way. We enjoy the same things more. We, you know, we each have our own individual hobbies and stuff like that, but we have so much more in common and it just, it makes for such a better relationship, you know? Uh, let's see. We still have some time before our break. What's some other things on my list? Um, here's one that's very, very toxic. Expecting mind reading, expecting that your significant other is going to know what you're thinking or what they are supposed to say or anything that you're thinking because they can't read your mind. Even as a psychic, I can't necessarily read my husband's mind. If I tune into him enough, I can probably get down to the core of the problem. But the thing is, is I would rather that he tell me what the problem is himself. I don't want to do that way. We're not supposed to try and predict. And it's funny because I was on Facebook this morning and and one of my friends posted this. It's a um, a meme of Lois from Family Guy. And she has this horrible mean look on her face. And it says, when he asks what's wrong, instead of reading your mind like he's supposed to. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm seeing this today because it's perfect for the show because that is what so many people do. They just expect, you know, you're in a bad mood You're, and it's something that your spouse did, but they have absolutely no idea that they did it because it's so completely not something that they're even thinking about. How are they supposed to know that? Or if there's something that you want and you're not asking for it, how are they supposed to know that? Don't, don't think that they're going to mind read and don't think that you can do it yourself that I mean on the both sides they're not going to do it and you're not going to do it so don't think that you can look at your spouse and also know what they're thinking because you're not going to be able to and if you try and put into your head that you know what they're thinking then you're just putting words in their mouth and also absolutely unhealthy in a relationship to do so don't do the mind reading thing uh it's very common these are all like These are all things I know that at some point in my life I've struggled with and I've tried my best to work past. And when I feel myself falling into these types of traps again, I always think about why am I doing this? I go back to other relationships of what may have happened in those relationships that's causing me to do this. Uh, The mind reading, I'm not sure where where that comes from, but I think a lot of us do that. I think a lot of us expect that our spouse is going to be able to predict what's going on in our minds or how we feel. And you know what? We are, especially after being with somebody for a long period of time, we absolutely are like bonded to them in a way that we may feel certain things. Like I can feel when my husband's annoyed with me or upset or whatever. It doesn't mean that I know exactly why. I still need him to tell me why. That's communication. But we have a hard time with that. And that also brings up passive aggressive behavior. This is something that I I will admit to that I did this a lot. And I did this at the beginning of my relationship with Danny. And he called me out on it was the passive aggressive behavior, the the putting a post on Facebook that um, totally relates to what you guys are arguing about 
And so you posted there. Uh, and I have not done that in many, many years because he has asked me not to. But there was actually one argument that we had that I posted something on one of my pages and he asked me, he just, he asked me, is this related to what what is going on? And I said, no, you know, because he could have assumed and maybe at first he did. But instead of just continuing to assume and holding that against me, he did ask me, is this about us? And I said, no, it has absolutely nothing to do with us. And it really didn't. Uh, it, but we both did something positive there. I didn't post something passive aggressive. It really had nothing to do with what was going on. Didn't do that. But he communicated and he asked the question. And these are the things that help our relationships. Because if you sit around all day and you're thinking something like this, like, oh, she posted that as passive aggressive. This is this is directed towards me. And he wouldn't have mentioned something like that. Then he might sit with that all day long and be in a bad mood all day. So when you actually bring it up, as uncomfortable as that may be, you're putting it out there and you're saying to your spouse, I don't want to argue. I want to move past this. So tell me what's going on in your head. I'll tell you what's going on in my head. I think that when it comes to arguing in relationships, we have a tendency to get ahead of ourselves. That like I was saying in the first part, if we would just stop for a minute and take a break and, you know, even just however long you need, but you know, how it feels when you're in an argument and you have those kind of feelings, you know, you're still feeling all those things, that passive aggressiveness or, or whatever it is that you have inside you. It's when those things diminish and you're starting to really like look at yourself then and go, okay, well, maybe my, my partner wasn't totally to blame here. Maybe I was somewhat to blame. Uh, taking the accountability is very, very important. And this is another thing on my list here. Uh, you need to take accountability for what you've done wrong for, the actions that you have, you know, inflicted or whatever has happened. If you're always sitting there saying that the other person is the problem, well, that's not the case. There's definitely issues on both sides when it comes to relationships. Uh, you know, I, and I'm not talking about abusive relationships. I'm just talking about, you know, your everyday normal relationships here. Taking these things into accountability when you do something wrong is really, really important. A lot of times, if you don't take the accountability, then it turns into gaslighting because what happens is you start to realize, I did something wrong here. I said something wrong, but I don't want to face that because I don't want to face myself and how embarrassed I feel and how bad I feel when I've done something wrong. So instead of actually taking accountability and saying, you're right, I did do that, we gaslight and we say, I never said that, I never did that, or or whatever it is, or trying to make the other person think that they've done something wrong or that they're crazy. We have to look at the accountability of what we do in relationships and really look at ourselves at both sides, because this will also tell you if this is a good relationship for you or not. If you're seeing that there's this major gaslighting going on or that, you know, the other person isn't taking accountability, well, that's a red flag. But if you also don't feel safe enough to take accountability, like this is literally like, if I say this, then we're going to break up or this person's going to hurt me physically or emotionally, then you have to look at that relationship and say, is this relationship act? Is this for me? If you do any of these things and, and at the end you say, I, I don't know how to make this work. I don't, this is a red flag. Look at these things, examine them. We're again, no relationship is perfect and you're going to have issues. But if it's just that you're miserable in this relationship and these things, you're like, I can't fix that. I can't fix that. I can't fix that. Then you have to look at the relationship as, you know, is it really the relationship that you're supposed to be in? And is it worth moving forward in this? 
So let's go ahead and take our next break. When we come back, I have more. I have a lot more of things that we do in relationships that uh, make the relationships not what they're supposed to be. So let's go ahead and take our break, everyone. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, we are talking about the mistakes we make in love. And I hope that nobody feels called out because I'm definitely not trying to call anybody out here. But I've done a lot of these things myself, if not all of them. I really have. Uh, I've worked really, really hard over the last five years since my spiritual awakening to not do most of these uh, and when I do any of them, I really try and and sit with it, like I was saying before, and figure it out in my own head so that it doesn't happen again and so that I can be happy because we're not supposed to be miserable in love. Love is supposed to make us feel good. It's supposed to um, be I, like really being in love with somebody is like being in, in love with an extension of yourself almost. And so it's important to love yourself as well because if you don't love yourself or if you don't think that you should have a good relationship or you're not entitled to a good relationship or, you know, whatever the case may be, 
um, then yeah, you might sit in one that isn't healthy. And so it's important for us to find those relationships that make us feel good, that we're with somebody that, that empowers us, that makes us feel like together, you know, you can conquer the world and, and those things and doesn't bring you down all the time. Uh, but these things are also things that we can do to ourselves. And so we have to look at those. And that's what a lot of these things are about. It's not just about things that your partner's doing. It's also about things that you're doing and that you're doing in your head, you know? So one of the things that always gets me in relationships and that I do have a hard time, like I I do a lot of love readings and this comes up a lot, is double standards. Is especially when it comes to women, they have double standards when it comes to what their their spouses should be doing. Um, I have a great example of this, actually. I have a friend who was treated very badly in a relationship, and then she met the man that she ended up marrying. And she held so much against him because of what her ex had done that the relationship really started becoming a lot of double standards. So I don't remember the exact situation, but I believe that he was faced with the uh, invitation to go to a strip club or there was something like this. And she was like, absolutely not. You are not going to strip club. It might have been for his bachelor party, but whatever it was, she was like, hell no, you are not going to a strip club. But the same girl turned around and went to Vegas with her. I think they were still engaged at the time, went to Vegas. She had tickets for one of those male reviews, like Thunder from Down Under or whatever. She ended up going by herself while he was out in the casino gambling. So double standard, um, because we all know that she wasn't going to go and sit in a casino while he went to a strip club. So if you don't want your spouse or your significant other to be doing it, then you probably shouldn't be doing it yourself. Or you should have a conversation about it. That's really, to me, what should have happened in that situation is they should have had a conversation about it. And she should have said, this is why I'm uncomfortable with you going to a strip club. It has nothing to necessarily do with you. And gone from there and tried it and figured it out and compromised because that's also something in relationships. Her just saying to him, no, you can't go, but I'm going to do this is a double standard and and not compromise. Uh, this same friend also would go through her husband's phone. Um, but if God forbid, if he would have gone through her phone, but she wasn't doing anything wrong. And so there in her mind, there was no reason for him to go through her phone. But he really wasn't doing anything wrong either. She was just set in that old relationship and in those habits. So that's really, you know, and anything that it comes down to in the double standards. If you don't want your spouse to do it, then don't do it yourself. If it's something that you do, then don't say that they can't do that. That's stupid. I'm, I'm going to go there and I'm going to say that women are very like this when it comes to porn. They're like, do not watch porn. No, don't do it. But I'm going to do it. That doesn't make sense. Like if you're going to do it, you got to let him do it too, right? Like it doesn't make any sense. So these are all things that we need to look at in relationships of are we compromising and are we setting double standards? Um, you know, treat your spouse the way that you would want to be treated. And of course, if they've done something, if they've cheated or or lied to you or broken your trust in some way, then of course, there's a little bit of a difference there. But we still shouldn't be doing things like going through their phones or whatever. If you have that lack of, of trust in your relationship, then that needs to be talked about. And if it can't be talked about, then maybe it's not the right relationship. Also lying about what's bothering you. I read this the other day. It was a quote. The, the 
most free person in the world is the one that has nothing to hide. And I will tell you that this is the first relationship that I've been in where I have nothing to hide. I could hand him my phone. I could whatever you want, whatever you want. I'll be completely 100% honest with you. I have nothing to hide about anything. And you know what? It feels so good. And it wasn't easy. There were a lot of mistakes that I've made in the past that I had to share with my husband. And it wasn't easy for me to be honest about those things. But when I was, I learned that I could be more who I was as a person. And I didn't have to feel like if I said something, you know, he was going to get upset about it or whatever. So we have to be truthful about who we are and about what we feel, but also about what's bothering us. A lot of times in in relationships, we'll hold on to things and we don't talk about them. And it's kind of like that, that lowest meme where it's like, oh, you don't know what's wrong with me. Um, so if the person isn't predicting what's wrong with you, then you might just lie and say, nothing, nothing's wrong. Well, obviously somebody that knows you well enough knows that something's wrong. So a, a lot of times they will just go on and say, okay, fine. You don't want to talk about it. Then I'm just going to go on with my day. But if you continue being, you know, mean about it or, or having an attitude about it, you're not being honest and you can't expect that your spouse is going to know how to fix that. So it's very important in every area of your relationship to be honest. This is something that the universe has taught me tenfold has helped me in in my relationship is that there's no reason to ever lie in a relationship because that person is basically an extension of you. You are a unit, you're a team. And that brings me to acting like a team. In a relationship, a lot of times we don't act like a team. We don't work together on things. There will be relationships where there are strict gender roles. The man goes to work, the wife takes care of the kids or whatever, but the husband doesn't take care of the kids. And so that's a problem or the wife does all the work around the house or whatever it is. Really, for me, like in today's society, I think that those gender roles are dumb. I think that we should be allowed to do whatever we want in a relationship. There's no specific things in my relationship now that it's like gender roles. Well, he takes out the trash and cleans the dog poop if you want to call that a gender role. But that's just what he does. That just it's it's a part of his job, keeping things up. And I have my own things that I do. And then we have things that we do together. If the dishwasher needs to be, uh, you know, unloaded or loaded, then we whoever gets to it first does it. It's about not having those roles and not expecting that there's unequal responsibility. Uh, the unequal responsibility, unless it's agreed upon, can be very stressful in a relationship. If one person feels like they're doing everything and the other person's doing nothing, it can also be very hard to talk about. This was definitely an issue in my first marriage. And so I've worked really hard to make it not an issue in this one. And it makes things way more comfortable when you work on things together and you're a team. This goes down to everything. This goes down to talking about the uncomfortable stuff or making decisions in your life. You know, I would never make a major decision without asking my husband first. Most of the time, I don't even make a minor decision without consulting him because everything that I does, everything I do affects him. So in a relationship, you're a team and you have to treat each other like you are a team, but you have to give each other the respect too. And that can be, a um, you know, there, there's usually if there's these kinds of issues in a relationship, there might be a power struggle. And, and this is where the conversations and the talking and the opening out come in. And if you don't feel comfortable doing it in a setting where it's just the two of you, then this 
is where, you know, bring a marriage counselor in or, hey, I have people that come to me that I can give spiritual advice to on their marriage. I, I have one couple that I work with all the time and I just love them because they are they have a hard time. You can tell like being totally super honest with each other. But then we talk in a group chat and I will ask one of them something and they will be totally honest about it. And so if you don't feel like it's safe to be honest with your partner when it's just the two of you, then bring somebody else into it. Because a lot of times you might feel like this is going to explode and that helps to kind of keep the peace. I think that a lot of times is what marriage counselors are for. I when I went to marriage counseling with my ex, I did learn a few good points. I, there were a few things that that we were taught that I do apply still today. But I didn't I don't think that any of those things were enough to really help our relationship. It really is about having to do the work, do the homework when you're in between those kinds of sessions or if you're not doing that, it's it's about doing the work yourself and that can be really hard. It's like willpower because you have to face yourself and facing yourself is really hard. And you also a lot of times have to face, you know, your spouse when you're talking about things. And and that can be difficult um, for a lot of reasons. Something else that we do is we let our abandonment issues get the best of us. Uh, some of us that had trauma in our childhoods, we worry about people leaving us. And this has been something that has been a consistent in my life and that I see with a lot of my clients uh, is that you're worried about that the person's going to leave you. And this is another conversation that you should have. My husband and I have had this conversation. We're in this together. And should something change on one of our sides, we will talk about it before anything is ever done. You know, it, it, there's there's just a process to this, you know, to make yourselves feel more comfortable in a relationship when you have those abandonment issues. So again, it comes down to honesty. It comes down to talking to your partner and saying, look, I have these issues and if you don't realize that you have them yet or you haven't you know focused on that worked on those yet then that's the next step then then realizing like okay maybe i do have these abandonment issues and this is where they came from and then talking to your significant other about them and saying you know when you do this i feel like you might leave or when i do this i feel like you might leave or whatever it is that makes you feel insecure or like you might be abandoned Tell your partner those things because, again, down to the mind reading, they don't know those things unless you tell them. And like for me, I never want my husband to feel insecure like that. I don't want him to feel like in an argument that, you know, if we take time to just take a few minutes to ourselves and that I'm going to come back and say, I want a divorce. Like, no, that's where you guys have to talk about this and you have to, you know, even if it comes down to like, um, you know, letting them know everything's okay. I did this with my husband during one of, uh, it was our last argument, I think, that um, I heard my mom or somebody say, you need to remind him that this is just an argument and that it doesn't affect your relationship in the long run. You're not going anywhere, blah, blah, blah. Those things to try and help his abandonment issues because he also has them. So you have to talk to each other about these things and figure out, you know, one person might have them and not under the other person might not understand what abandonment issues are. So being open and honest, again, it all comes down to that. It all comes down with feeling comfortable talking to your partner, feeling like you can say whatever you need to say, but in a constructive way without putting anybody down, without hurting feelings. And, and that's a whole other thing that we do is we have a tendency to name, call, or say things in arguments that we don't really mean or whatever it might be. And once you say those things, you cannot take them back. 
you can't. It, they're out there. And sometimes even the, the things that may seem like they were small, they stick. Uh, those things stick in the memories of your partner or of yourself. And so trying to avoid those types of things, trying to avoid situations where you feel that way is very helpful, but also dealing with them at the, the time that they happen. I had mentioned that the universe has taught me to treat my husband as an extension of myself. And I would say that in everything that I've learned, that's the most important because when I come back to that and I think about how I want to be treated, it helps me to slow down and to deal with things with him on a different level. It's treating them the way that you want to be treated, the way that you want to be treated, not the way that you might think you deserve to be treated because a lot of people think they shouldn't be treated well because of whatever trauma they have. The way that you really want to be treated is the way that you should be treating your spouse always. And don't allow anybody to dictate to you what your relationship is supposed to look like. Your relationship should be whatever is comfortable for you, whatever makes you two happy. It doesn't matter what people on the outside think or or anything like that. It's about what makes you two happy. The universe wants you to be happy in love. It wants you to find somebody that you can share your life with not somebody that you have to argue with forever or that you're unhappy with and you're just with for your children or that you know one day you want to be out of this relationship, but you just don't know how you could possibly do it. The universe wants you to be happy. So take some of these things that we talked about today. And if there are issues that you have, maybe work on them a little bit. Try opening up the communication in your relationship even have your spouse listen to this episode if you think it might help, because a lot of times hearing it from somebody else helps a lot. And of course, like always, if I can be of any help, you know that I'm here. And I, I do enjoy helping people to make their relationships better because it does make life to be happier and as a whole. So that's all that I have time for you this week, my friends. I hope that you got something out of this episode today, and I hope that you will go out and love your spouse and be happy in love. And if you don't have somebody that you're happy in love with right now, that you will listen to the universe, let it guide you and find someone. If you'd like to find me until next week, you'll find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. My, my podcast with my husband is there, Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. And I will see you back here next week, same time, same place. And until then, everyone, I hope that you have a wonderful week. Go out and love the people around you. Be kind and be a good human. Peace and love, everyone. Until next week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.